0: Welcome to Coffee & Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners, people who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores, normal people, people like you and me. Let's dive in. Joe Riley is the founding director of CancerPal, which was founded in 2019. It's an online hub to support the family and friends of those diagnosed with cancer. CancerPal also sells cancer care products to help ease some of the side effects of cancer treatments. Hi Joe, welcome to the podcast. Hi Sarah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited it's to be here. Good, it's a pleasure to have you here. Would you like to start by just giving us a little bit more background as to how you got into starting CancerPal?
1: Yes, thank you. So, as you said, CancerPal is an online platform aimed at supporting the family and friends of those going through cancer. And the idea being that hopefully they then can provide the best possible support to their loved one going through cancer. And the idea for it came when my mum was um, given a terminal cancer diagnosis and I just felt so helpless. I felt really isolated because no one around me had been in that position. But yeah, I also just felt really helpless. Mum mum was getting great medical care from the doctors and nurses. But you know, it was the emotional and the practical, and and yeah, those terrible side effects of cancer treatment. I I just oh my god, I just stood there. It was awful. Mm. So I I turned to Doctor Google. The thing they tell you not to do. <laughs> many, many hours late night Googling. And what I realized was that, of course, mum wasn't the first person and won't be the last person to go through cancer. And actually, there is this wealth of, you know, knowledge and experience and tips and, and products to help ease the side effects out there. But it's quite difficult for friends and family to, you know, access that information. They, they're, they're kind of buried quite deep in forums. So yeah, I set up Cancer Power really to try and pull all of that information together in one easily accessible online location and then also to kind of link those product recommendations what I found was that people would recommend products and often I you know unbeknownst to me I was maybe in an American forum so then it was really difficult to actually find and source and you know ship that that product so yeah to kind of bring bring it all together the the, the information and the advice and access to those products.
0: So how did it – so it, it presumably started off as a it, an information hub then. So how did it progress to becoming more of an e-commerce – sort of business and is it do you sell the products or do you sell products on behalf of other people? How does that sound yeah, well that's yeah, that's a great question. So so the idea was I I
1: always wanted Cancer Pal to be sustainable, you know, to be able to wash its own face. So I didn't want to set it up as a as a charity. So I always say that, you know, we we have kind of a charitable mission but a for profits business model. Hmm. And then well, actually, how can you know? How can I make it for profits? How how can I sustain? How can I bring in revenue? And yeah, the obvious example, the obvious idea was to sell the products that people were recommending. Because to always, remember, I, I purchased some hair, uh, not hair, some hats for my mum. You know, to cover her head when she was going through treatment. And we couldn't find any in the UK. They were over in America. So you know, it's no problem, is it? I just you know clicked on PayPal and, and bought them. But when they arrived, I had to pay, you know, customs duty on them. And so they got sent to the local post office depot, you know, not directly to mum. Now, it's absolutely no problem for me to go and pick them up from the depot. But at the time, mum was so poorly, she wouldn't have been able to go. And it just made me think, yeah, there's something in there, isn't it, about accessing those products. And, you know, that that being kind of the business model to sustain the sort of the the free help and advice, if you like.
0: Yeah. So are they, do you source the products and you sell them or are you selling on behalf of other retailers? How, is it, is it?
1: sorry i didn't answer that bit of the question so in in my mind i always wanted to set up and this is why we do we call it the marketplace i always wanted to set up almost an etsy of cancer products so absolutely it was just pulling them all together and i didn't hold any stock or anything so absolutely people were just ordering them directly from the retailer but what happened the reality was that an awful lot of the products specifically the sort of the niche products that I really want to stock, you know, if I'm going to do this properly, I have to stock all of the products that mm-hmm. are recommended and they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't sell like that. They just weren't set up to do sort of e- e-commerce. They would only sell wholesale. So I'm currently operating a hybrid model where I I, I purchase them and, and hold stock for some of the products and send those like directly from CancerPal, and then other products, absolutely I, I I drop ship in essentially yeah yeah.
0: And how hard is it has it been to actually source the products and find the right suppliers? Because as you say, a, a lot of them presumably are. American suppliers are you having to import stuff as well or are you able to find the suppliers in the UK
1: no 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 and and that's the thing you know I, I wanted to be able to yeah, I'm providing a service. You, you know, obviously, I need to make a profit so that the service is sustainable. But absolutely, I'm, I'm providing a service. So, yeah, some of the products you, you can't get in the UK. Yeah, I, I, it's been a steep learning curve. Yeah, importing from America, Italy, France, Brexit. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a tiny little sort of startup business and, yeah, got caught up in all the Brexit rules. Yeah, it's been, it's interesting. You know, it keeps me busy, never a dull day. But yeah, a, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And what I would say to answer your question is the sourcing of the product is probably my biggest time suck because we won't list any products on the marketplace that haven't been a recommended by other people mm. that have been through cancer and that haven't been sort of tried and tested you know we're not about making a quick buck the products that are on our site you know have have been proven to help ease the side effects and yet, yeah, it takes forever
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I, kind of, that does lead me on to the, the the question which I suspect this is the answer but What is the most challenging part you're finding of running, well, we'll focus on the e-commerce side of it because obviously that's what the podcast is about rather than the informational hub side of things. What what are you finding is the biggest challenge of running, suddenly finding yourself running an e-commerce business which maybe wasn't what you intended when you first had the idea that wasn't like oh, i'm going to open up an online store and suddenly you find yourself running an online store what what are you finding is the biggest challenge with that yeah absolutely and my background
1: is sales but my background is business to business sales and so, yeah, when when I first decided to open up the online store, I thought, well, you know, it's not a million. It is different, but it's not a million miles away. I thought that my skill set would be transferable. And when we talk about sourcing suppliers, you know, from an account management and a relationship building point of view, I honestly thought I'd be able to transfer those skills across to supplier management. And it's a total, yeah, totally different kettle of fish. That, that that's That's my biggest drain. So we mentioned that I stock some of the products and I drop ship the products. So suppliers change their product portfolio and don't tell me. So I receive an order, yeah, for a product, and then you know it's it's not in stock. Also, because I've never run an online platform or an e-commerce store before, I run out of product all the time. My you know my what's it called my stock management is atrocious. And yeah, most recently we talked about. Import- Reporting from America. Most recently, I stopped, well, it's elderly smooth, you might have heard of it, and it comes from America. And at one point, there was not a tub of this elderly smooth in the whole of the UK. You know, the likes of Boots had run out of it, let alone sort of little old cancer pal, because, yeah, it had come in and it had got quarantined by trading standards. You know, it just got stuck in that whole Brexit sort of, wow. you know, log jam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not what you need when you're trying to kind of set yourself up and get going. And I think I'm okay to say this, learning as you go along and then to have all this thrown at you must be, yeah, not. It was not just another another Wix. plate to juggle, wasn't yeah, it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the website, have you built your own website? Have you had other people helping you with that? How's all that side of things worked? So so yeah, so my platform is
1: built on Wix. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening, it's it's a kind of a, a click and drop. Um yeah. website builder, so it enabled me to yeah pretty much build my own website, and I know that this will be you know people's biggest concern if they're looking to start up an e commerce business, whether to as you say pay to get it done professionally or build it yourself and and i know a lot of people will advise you to pay to have it done professionally <laughs> and i and i understand that but i chose to build it myself because for me the platform was part of my product you know it's it's part of me proving whether the concept worked or not it wasn't a case of you know i've got these products that i've been selling at local markets and now i want to add e-commerce you know as as another kind of distribution channel so for me to sort of write a brief to get someone to professionally develop the website, you know, you know, as soon as I'd written the brief, the kind of the the, the brief had changed. You know, it was a, it was a really evolving piece of work. So, yeah, for right or for wrong, because it was challenging. I'm no website expert, and it took a lot of late nights, a lot of late nights. And I know that if I'd paid someone to do it professionally, it would have happened a lot a lot quicker. But for me, it was it was yeah, it was part of the organic growth of the product so yeah built it myself through Wix.
0: well i think that's i would never I, i'm never one that says oh you should go out and get an app a, a, a web developer to do it i must admit it's what i think it's horses for courses you know some people don't have the time they don't have the inclination to do it themselves and they have the budget and they will go and yes go to a shopify developer or whatever wordpress developer and have it built and then others it is. E- I mean, it is a lot easier now with platforms like Wix and Shopify and Big Commerce and places like that. That yes, you can build your online store, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It, it, if it if it does what you need it to do at the end of the day, that's the main thing. And you know, most that they look good, and so so that's the main thing. As far as technology in the background, do you have any kind of tools and things that you use? in the in the website that help you to keep on top of things Wow, no, <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's probably where I'm falling down.
1: So, what what I would say, as good as Wix was and enabled somebody with you know no web development um, experience to you know knock up a relatively professional looking website, Wix has its limitations. So, for example, it doesn't link through to Royal Mail. So, yeah, so you know I literally have to transfer all of the addresses manually into Royal Mail. So, yeah, there's a lot of kind of I would say a lot of sticky plasters in the background yeah. that I'm currently you know it's, it's me sort of filling in the gaps that I probably need to yeah look at and, and...
0: but I guess that's again that's a process that, that the whole any business is always an evolving sort of an evolving beast. I, I don't know why the word beast came into my head then, but it is. I mean, sometimes you feel like you're trying to handle this thing that is just, has a life of its own and you've got to try and stay in control. And yes, that's that's something, I guess, maybe down the line, you might think, oh, well, I need to do, change to a different platform that has all that technology and all that background. But until you know you need it, it's very hard to, you know, know what you need, isn't it? Now you're starting to understand that, Oh yes this functionality would be really useful how can i do that and then that makes it easier to find a solution doesn't it so yeah i i i yeah. i would agree with that 100% i went with wix
1: because it was recommended to me and i knew no better and it, you know it has it's it's absolutely yeah. done the job that it was recommended for but now absolutely i'm starting to see the shortcomings of wix and and my my view has always been that let's you know let's I, i'm i'm very much I'm not great for plans. Everyone keeps asking for business plans. I'm like, what's oh, all up here. And that's not necessarily the, the best way. But yeah, so I'm very much kind of like, do it, try it, and, you know, learn and fix it. So yeah, when when we get to the stage where we're sort of falling over, which which isn't a million miles away, I can see that now, then yeah, we will absolutely have to move platform. Yeah.
0: But, but you know. And so obviously you're, you're growing and you're, your people know about you. How was that? How did you do that when you first launched? What was did you have a a sort of a marketing strategy or you know how did you how did people find out about you? How did you put yourself out there? So our
1: marketing strategy was always to go directly to hospitals, treatment centres, and support groups. Mm -hmm. So we launched in November 2019. So we just started that process when <laughs> hospitals, treatment centres, and support groups locked down. Well, we all locked down, but you know, in particular, yeah. and and we aim at the friends and family of those going through treatment. So you know, they're, they're just not allowed into hospitals at the moment. So yeah, we had to rethink our entire marketing strategy and and take it online. And and you know, I'm, I'm no expert at that. I'm not saying that we've done it particularly well. What what I would say is when I was building the website. I'm not technical in the the slightest. I've watched so many YouTube videos and attended. So, you know, there is a lot of help out there. That's what I would say. Yeah. I've attended so many online seminars on digital marketing and got a basic understanding of search engine optimization so when I'm building my web pages I am very very aware mm. of those keywords and and, put, and putting those in place and that has stood me in really good stead and yeah you know I've just got to the point now where I'm, I'm able to recruit my first employee and of course that's that's help and support with digital marketing so yeah now Claire's come on board and we have have a, a, a proper you know digital marketing strategy and, and campaign so I'm really excited to yeah that that's kind of launching this week actually.
0: Oh brilliant that sounds amazing excited to see what happens with that. And um, So do you find that people find your shop and then discover that you have all the support and the content or do people find the content first and then go oh and you also have the products uh, do you have any kind of idea of how that works or not?
1: <laughs> Yeah, and and it, and it's it's amazing, isn't it? Because when you set up your business, you have, you, you know, I set it up through personal experience. I knew exactly what I would have liked to have had when I was yeah. in in that position, and so you imagine people doing a similar thing. But but no, lots of people, and, and you know, understands me. Lots of people. So we do a lot of content, and say so we share a lot of information and ideas and, and and you know, advice. So a lot of people come. And just take the advice and leave. And you know, and that and that's fine because yeah. you, I can tell from the time that they're staying on the site that they're reading the information and the advice. They're not just bouncing off. So that's great. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just search for the products. So they come, yeah, straight in, make their purchase and go straight out. And then yeah, absolutely. There are those people that I you know, I can see I track their journey and they do come in, yeah, look at the advice and then purchase the project so a bit bit of everything really
0: both so I, I guess then you're quite into your analytics and is that I, I'm assuming that's something else that you've had to learn as you as you go along and yeah it's finding it you're finding that helpful though I presume I find yeah yeah I find it massively
1: helpful but I again I'm just no no expert you know I I probably yeah I I I have been to a lot of online seminars so I've picked up bits because yeah for me how can you improve your website if you don't know what the yeah. customers are doing on your website so yeah I do spend a lot of time analyzing
0: that yeah well I think it's important to I think the most important thing is that you don't have to be an expert I, true expert at everything, as long as you understand the importance of, as you say, understanding how people behave on your website. And if you can just understand that and at least read the numbers to give you the information, then that gives you a a sort of a head start and you're able to then make decisions based on that, aren't you? So, you know, it's, yeah, you don't have to be an expert. I don't think anyway, you know, it doesn't people, I think I hate it when um, air quotes, gurus try and make everything sound so complicated. And, you know, like rocket science, and it it doesn't have to be complicated, you can just look at the basics and understand enough to make the decisions that you need to make for your business. And so that's, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's really nice to hear that. So things like, do you have any other marketing pillars? Do you do email marketing or anything? Do you have any way of sort of, you know, catching people's grabbing people's details and then sort of being able to send them newsletters and that kind of thing or not? yeah uh, yeah so so we kind of we know
1: we know all of theory (laughs) and and then yeah we're we're maybe we're maybe not you know the best at at, um putting that into practice so I do a lot of social media there is a really active cancer community out there so that's great from I mentioned about you know getting product recommendations information and advice so that's that's great for that sort of sucking it in and resharing it out and using CancerPal as the hub but I'm also very mindful that social media should should never be the, the be all and the end all of a, of a marketing strategy. Yeah. So yeah, I have an email capture on um, the website and we do send out monthly e-newsletters. Basically, we focus on a side effect each month. So, get you know, again, it's really easy to kind of find the content for that yeah. uh, email and, and send it out, and that that is quite popular. But yeah, what I what I would say is, as, as I say, I'm, I'm no expert. What I've done is I have kind of dabbled in everything. I feel I've got to a stage where, yeah, I've proved concept. I mean, I've proved concept. Yeah. I don't I don't want to, you know undermine what CancerPal's doing no we've received over 400 orders from you know over 20 different countries when I did my business plan it was just around the UK but actually people from all around the world are visiting the website but yeah it's been a little bit yeah just me kind of trying things in a in a bit of a I'm I'm a I'm a very oh shiny new thing in a very unfocused manner, and so <laughs> what Claire every, is
0: every entrepreneur slash business owner is has definite case of shiny object syndrome. I think that's why we do what we do. I think.
1: <laughs> but what, but what I'm really bad at is oh shiny new thing that actually works. Let's carry on doing that. It's like oh no, there's a new shiny <laughs> new thing over there that might be even better. So yeah, I'm I, I'm just really bad at that. So and you know again probably a great a great piece of advice is you know know your weaknesses Mm. and you know surround yourself with people that can help so yeah Claire Claire absolutely is is helping me focus on focus in general and focus on digital marketing
0: on the things that you know works but just needs to have a little bit more time yeah that's the thing I've got all the data to share with her
1: but I just haven't maybe been doing it as well as
0: I could have. Well, you do have a lot of other things to do at the same time. It's not just the marketing side. you have to manage everything else, don't you, which is the challenge of this kind of thing. So, with content, do you produce all the content or do you have other people producing content for you? how does because that's that's there must be a lot of work involved with that side of it as well when you're we're trying to find all the information that you want to to provide for people to help them. So I
1: tend to ask other people yeah for to to help with content but yeah and and more often than not people are so kind and generous with their time and want to give something back i think i think going through cancer you, it wasn't me personally but you mm-hmm. know watching someone you love going through cancer is such a horrendous experience that you almost yeah you almost want to give something back so that other people you know, don't feel as horrendous as you felt. So, yeah, people, I, I I ask for guest blogs, and yeah, you know, people, yeah, people share their
0: expertise in that way. And it's a real, I mean, there is a community, a real community to something. This it's such a, you know, it's such a an emotive topic, and people have they have such high passions on it that you know you people will be drawn to that to to have that support and to have that um, feeling of community, won't they? Do you find With obviously COVID, you started in November and then we have the whole lockdown in in March. It seems like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's nearly a year. Um, (laughs) Do you think the direction of your business has changed because of that? Or do you just think the way that you have had to run it has changed? Because obviously, like you said, the marketing had to change because you couldn't go into hospitals and clinics and that kind of thing. You
1: think yeah, I, 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 yeah, no. The answer is that the direction of the business hasn't changed. It was always um, meant to be an online platform and and an and an e-commerce platform. But yeah, absolutely, the way that we get in touch with people has changed dramatically yeah dramatically so when I was um, supporting my mum I spent hours and hours sitting in hospital waiting rooms you know waiting for mum's treatment waiting for mum's appointment and I sort of devoured all of the information in that waiting room because you've got nothing else to do so I imagine that would be a relatively easy way to market to people but yeah no all all disappeared
0: (laughs) well I take my hat off to you you've actually you did manage to kind of because it's not it's not an easy task to actually if you know nothing about digital marketing and, and online advertising, all that it's it's a hard thing to do anyway, and you had to pivot quite quickly and and you've done that quite successfully, haven't you? Talking about online advertising, do you actually do any paid ads at the moment, or are you just totally relying on the organic and the SEO and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. So so far, yeah, to completely. Because, and we we touched on this with the website because any budget that I have, I spend on stock. So no, haven't done any paid advertising um, to date. But some of that is because you know I don't know enough about it. I'm scared to do that. I, yeah. I I think I think yeah. If you don't know much about it, I think it's very easy to spend money and not get a decent return. So no, that I think I think it's something that we need to look at going forward to increase so so i feel as i say that cancer power has you know proved concept we yeah. are yeah you know we're, we're we're a profitable organization and we're now in sort of the scaling mode and that's where i think now we do need to start spending some money on advertising and yeah shouting about cancer power
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's such a valuable service that people can feel that they have the support and find the information that they need. It's, it is amazing. Where do you see yourself in kind of, or in, you know, in your lovely vision, your ideal world in sort of five or 10 years time? What, what do you see Cancer Pal becoming? So
1: our vision is to support everyone who goes through cancer yeah and and support the family and friends so that they can provide that best possible support to every person that's diagnosed with cancer in in the uk my business plan was always around the uk what i've noticed because we are an online platform is that people from around the world visit cancer pal so i mean i guess why why stop at the uk but you know it's, it's small steps so yeah definitely the the uk and in the sort of the shorter term our vision is to so at the moment we offer care boxes for chemotherapy treatment radiotherapy treatment and if someone's been just diagnosed this week we're about to launch our surgery care box and there are just so many side effects to cancer treatment so you know our vision is just to continue adding new products that have been recommended so that we cover all of the side effects at the moment we just kind of cover the the key the main side effects if you like but yeah our vision is to yeah cover all of the side effects and just be this, this valuable information resource for anyone that's going through cancer.
0: Yeah, because I guess as as well, if you, you might have a friend of somebody who hasn't doesn't have the experience, they want to send them something, a gift or whatever, just to show that they're they're supporting them or whatever. But yeah, we, we don't know enough about it to know, well what what do I send? What what are they going to need? And to have those somewhere where you can go and see a, a gift package that you know contains stuff that is going to be useful to, to them and safe for them as well I'm guessing as well is, is as big a thing as any is it that you have to do you, make, you have to make sure that the products that you're sourcing are suitable for because I, I understand you know you have the skin becomes more sensitive and that kind of thing is that is that am I right in understanding yeah, it that way yeah, as yeah. Well? that that's that's yeah. a massive part of our research absolutely
1: and you know even people who are going through the treatment in, in fact there's there's a lot of it's not even misinformation but a lot of you know nurses will say one thing and then other nurses will say another thing so yeah absolutely making making sure that the products are safe is is a, is a real key part of our research mm-hmm. and one of the reasons it takes so long but on that note just wanted to share something with you I've, I've just got this vision I need to maybe share it on the website somehow of an Instagram account that I follow and um, it was a husband and he was share you know documenting his wife's cancer, a diagnosis and treatment. And he just took this photo and it was of his kitchen and it was just full of flowers because everyone, you know, wanted to reach out, wanted to offer support and did that through, you know, a bunch of flowers. And, you know, he didn't want to be ungrateful. He really, you know, appreciated the thought, but there is only so many (laughs) bunches of flowers. So yeah, that's what Cancerfell is all about, isn't it? Giving a a, a thoughtful and practical gift.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, if you if you were starting again, I know you're very early on in your journey. Or oh, it's what a year and a bit year and a quarter ish, isn't it? Is there anything you'd do differently if you were starting again now? Do you think? Yeah,
1: I I think loads of things. <laughs> where, <laughs> where do I start? I I think that one one of the things when I first started, so yeah, we launched in November, but obviously we also took and this is one of the things I think that people um don't necessarily see, we took sort of twelve months to, you know, plan and, and mm. create and build a cancer pal. And I think, you know, I I I'm always reading stories of successful entrepreneurs and you know, you read it in sort of an hour or a couple of hours, don't you? And you think, Wow, it didn't take them very long, and of course that's <laughs> their ten years, isn't it? Condensed yeah. into a, a couple of hours, yeah. So 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 when I when I first started Cancer Pal, I was really frustrated because I wasn't making any mistakes. Well, I say I wasn't making any mistakes. What was I? I wasn't out there in the marketplace, kind of testing, and so I wasn't aware of these mistakes that I was making. So when we first launched, and you know, these mistakes became apparent to me, I, I was like, "Yeah, you know, this is great. It's a real milestone, isn't it? Because I've got to the stage where I'm busy enough that I'm making mistakes. You know, I'm testing the the the, the platform. I'm testing the concept. I'm getting this market feedback, and so yeah, I, I'm always. I'm always really excited when I make mistakes because I think that you know as long as you learn from them yeah. it's around driving your business forward and every mistake takes you one step closer to success if you like but yeah so so to, to kind of pick one thing that I would do differently would would probably be we talked about this at the very beginning didn't we in terms of networking and the value of being part of a community when I first started Cancer Pal, I'm a sole founder. And so I just got my head down and, you know, did. Yep. And yeah, I went out to the market in terms of hospitals and cancer, you know, cancer patients and treatment centres and did market feedback in that way, but I didn't sort of have a support network of like-minded business owners around me. And it was probably only six months in that I well, I, I, I'm a member of kind of Welsh ice the co-working community and that has been invaluable so that that would probably would have joined that a lot earlier and got that kind of help and support on boards a lot earlier
0: yeah I don't think you can underestimate how valuable it is to just have, even if it's only people to just have a moan to at the end of the day when you have when you've had a really shit day, <laughs> and just go, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and just to have somebody say I oh, should we go and have a coffee and let's have a let's have a, a chat about it. It's invaluable that, and of course now it makes it harder, but fortunately there are lots of online communities, communities that you could join at the moment which kind of offer that support as well don't they so that's that's really good it's been lovely talking to you I, it's been absolutely fascinating as well I am really looking forward to seeing what you can build Cancer Pal into because it's such a valuable resource for so many people that I, you know I just I'm looking forward to seeing it you spread the word and so that more people can come and get that help and support that they need. Yeah, and I wish you every success with it and keep us posted as to how it goes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank well, you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish it.